Joining the Rolling Wall podcast is Dorigo Rangers, co-coaches Sin Miller and Mark Harris. Rugby club back in seniors this year. Can you tell us a little bit about the process to get back to this point here? Yeah, we've um, we've worked hard on the off-season. Um, we've had plenty of um, interest uh, in the community to get you know rugby back on the plateau. Um, so, yeah, we're just trying to build on that, um, build on our juniors as well. Um, so we've got a lot of, you know, young players who have, you know, played in our junior competition in the last, you know, 10 years coming back and hopefully, uh, yeah, playing seniors for us again. And it's also um, pretty good to get back into the, give it back to the community, really. Yeah, I um, must admit I come through this way for work and I've seen the uh, posters around town since probably September last year, a lot of talk on Facebook and stuff, so... Have you found it's just people looking at the posters? Has it just grown swell to like people just all around town now? No, it's not the world's biggest town up here. How have you found it going through the community? Yeah, probably those posters have been a, a big thing on all the um, the shop fronts here in town. Um, and yeah, probably Facebook and a lot of word of mouth. Um, you know, once it gets out in a small community that, you know, we're trying to put together a rugby team um, you know, word of mouth gets around and, you know, um, yeah, we yeah, we strive on that. Being a small community, you know, we're quite yeah. tight-knit, so very tight. Yeah, once the word gets out, it doesn't take very long for it to get around. No, I think it's one of those towns where everyone knows everyone's business and someone gets a good catch or a <laughs> good hunt on the weekend, everyone knows about it That's by Monday, it, yeah. don't they? Yeah, they do. So you last played in the Seniors Comp in 2015, the President's Cup. They had a pretty successful season that year. Yeah, we uh, won minor premiership um, and, yeah, made the grand final. Um, Yeah, lost it against the Wulgula White Pointers, you know. Probably just, yeah. Yeah, it was a tenuous one, that one. Yeah, um, yeah, penalty penalty kick right on the siren, I guess, so. And what can you tell us, you know, I've actually played up here, it's great facilities, especially for the size of the town, what can you tell uh, people listening and especially potential players about your home ground and your facilities? Basically, um, it's, it's all tight-knit sort of crew up here, so, and everyone sort of knows each other and it's really, really well organised up here and, and sorted out. Coming back from the 2015 season, there was a good team morale there and it's 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 building now with the new crowd and yeah i guess we've probably got more of a um you know like a, a country rugby um sort of club mentality i guess um you know but playing on a coastal comp you know we're sort of stuck between yeah. you know coastal and then sort of the armadale new england region um so yeah you might you sort of a mixture of players i guess yeah, a bit of a um, stuck between a surfboard and a Cooper up here. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And you have a great facility, and, and it's so close to town. Like, we're right here in the front bar of the main pub in town, and we can see the footy posts nearly. Like, that's got to be a massive advantage that to have a facility so close to town, which across our competition is quite rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, we, we train down there as well, so, yeah, it's not like we're... You know, but you know, most of our um, players have to travel probably nearly an hour or so. You know, because they're all all over the places on um, you know big properties and stuff. So yeah, it is it is handy to have you know everything close to town. 
Um, we've got a good clubhouse down there that we can you mm. know, use for canteen and a nice big um, veranda that you can look yeah. out and look yeah. over the ground and, you know, and also those, you know, those really close seats you can get right in there on the action. And that's probably my next question about players. Where are you finding the players? Are you finding them in town, in the shops? Are you finding them out at the property? Uh, it's quite an interesting story. Well, most, most of our players are returning, I would say, returning back from young ones that played in Dorigo that have gone to union further education and what and done city life are now slowly moving back. And they're all the younger, what, 20, early 20s, late 20s, all moving back. And a few old boys are around too at the same time. So it's been, it's been great with the uh, expressions of interest from that side. And, and it's also word of mouth soon as like uh, for the sevens had good turnout for trainings so it's been fantastic yeah it's not just about getting um players back it's about getting supporters um you know helping staff it's coaching whether it's admin and and sponsors how have you found that the, the business community around dorigo and the plateau have they really bought into the, the rangers back in the uh, men's comp yeah it's been really positive we've um we haven't really had to chase sponsors they've you know they've sort of come knocking on our door. Um, you know, our major sponsor, um, uh, the Cuffle family, they're, they're an earth-moving um, company up here and they've, they've sponsored us in the past, um, so it's good to have them back on board. And then um, uh, McGregor Goulet, which is a um, sort of a, um, a, a rural store, I guess, but they're sort of nationwide and they're Australian-owned and they've got... Um, they sponsor a lot of rugby clubs around, you know, New South Wales and yep. Queensland. Um, yeah, we've got Sheridan's, which is a hard rock quarry. They're another local family. Um, we've got Ray White um, from Dorigo, another um, family, and the, the owner of that, he's um, he's sort of a rugby nut too. Um, yeah, and then we've got the Butchers, the Butchers on board, which is another rugby nut. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's sort of good for good for the club that we didn't have to really go chasing yeah. for yeah. those sponsorships. They've sort of, you know, come come and hit us up. So yeah, it's um, really good to hear. And I suppose one of the best thing is you can leave the playing squad to playing and, and worrying about um, getting you know cohesion and, and knowing each other and looking for those results early in the season. Yeah. Yep. Um, we just looked at a great board going back to 992. So many great names on there. I know there's many a rugby club in the North Coast. I'd love to have somewhere to hang a board like that. Um, and you know, we just spoke about the origins of the club, and it goes much further back than that. How, how have, we found, have you found some older generational people coming out and, and lending a hand or speaking about, or do you think they'll come out more closer to the season? Yeah, we, we've had a lot of interest from um, yeah some of those older players saying you know they're too old to play obviously but they're really happy to come in and and help Sim and I out at you know in various you know coaching or training roles um, or just you know help out probably on game day and um, yeah like a lot of a lot of locals that have sort of um, you know been around the club and been around Dorigo for all those years just yeah sort of passionate about. You know what we're trying to do, and you know want to be a part of it. So, yeah, well, it's probably the um, perfect time. So I've actually got the two coaches here. Can you tell me a bit about 
what rugby means to you guys and how you've been involved in rugby over the years. See? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, rugby means a lot to me. Um, you know, growing up back in New Zealand uh, with, with rugby as a culture, like it's embedded in you when you're a young, young kid. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's been fantastic. And the sort of background for myself in terms of rugby-wise was um, just starting off in NZ and then sort of working my way through uh, Waverley down in, in Sydney there before I moved up to Dorigo many moons ago. Yeah, well, I, I sort of come from... Mine was a bit different. I, um, my, you know... I wasn't part of the rugby club when I was. I sort of had a few games and stuff during um, during high school, um, but I never played really that much. Um, I always used to watch sort of the shoot shield on Saturday afternoons with the old man. He was a mad Randwick supporter, um, and yeah, I just like yeah, Dad always watched you know sort of rugby league, but I always had that every time union was on. I just sort of had that. You know, I sort of pushed more towards Union, um, and then, yeah, I went to Sydney um, and, yeah, met my, my wife and their family was a mad Union supporters, so, um, yeah, it's sort of just gone on from there and, yeah, moved back here and got involved with the club. Ah, oh, nice. It's, um, yeah, it's so good to see just two you know, compassionate rugby people just go at the helm with the coaching clipboard for the right reasons. and So... Rugby kind of started for you guys last week in the hot and humid Crescent Sevens, where absolute great result you take out the men's plate down there. And all I can say about your team was looking quite youthful and, and quite skillful. Can you tell us a bit about the squad you took there and what the squad like, looks like going forward? Uh, well, the squad that we chose to take down, I, even more, well, me and Mark, most years we, we like to put the uh, expression of interest out for all the boys that... that still playing in, in the rugby sort of field and at the same time also playing for different clubs so on the weekend we we had a couple of uh, boys that still play down in um, down in Coffs playing for Snappers and of course some of them still live in Dorigo so I said to them if you want to play sevens I'm happy just for the sevens which they obliged they were very happy to they want to come back again for the next year for the sevens and not holding them back to come play for the season, but in saying that, a couple of them left, which is two of them, but the core that's stayed behind, they're looking pretty good. The, the, the yeah, yeah. Like we've got a, um, we had um, Jonah Colburn, who obviously plays first grade for Snappers, so it was a bit hard to, you know, lure him back to the season, which would have been good. And um, yeah, probably Josh Miller, who's another one, but he's in, he's at uni in Port Macquarie, so he'll probably play for one of those clubs down there. But it would have been great to you know sort of keep those boys, you know, playing for their home hometown. But you know that's just the way it is, obviously, with life and um, yeah, uni and work sort of commitments. You know, yeah, sort of a bit isolated up here on the hill. So yeah, I, um, there's something in the water up here. You know, podcast loves to celebrate players, you know, representing duties, getting up there and. I've just gone back through the record books and it was actually your high school team, uh, under 18s. So they came third in the whole state last year. So, And there's so many more names we can't mention this podcast. But if you can just harness you know, a fifth of that talent, geez, it's just not easy good for Dorigo, but it's good for the North Coast and rugby in general. 
We've had a lot of players that obviously, you know, started their career here at Dorigo and then went on to play super rugby, play shoot shield, um, play all over the world pretty much. So. Now, it's just not you guys in the seniors. You've got juniors, um, an open day on the 1st of March in the afternoon, next Friday, 3.30 to 5.30, uh, you know, looking from under sevens all the way up to seniors. So can you tell us a bit about that one? So Nick, uh, Friday, we're, we're running sort of just a, a usually it would be called Come Try Rugby, but I, we, we reworded it, just sort of, it's an open day, so seniors can come along. If we're lucky enough to get women and parents to come along, but we're aiming for juniors, a lot of juniors to come and just try it try playing rugby and you're just going to have a, a, a good day of skills, balls, passing, you know, all the all the above just to get more in line with playing rugby for the season. And that's our that's our main goal. Yeah, just trying to build that that junior club up again. Um, we didn't have teams in the you know the Crusaders comp last year so um, yeah, we've been pushing really hard to get word and mouth out with our juniors as well. Um, so yeah, this is a big good, good time to um, yeah do something like that and sign up some young kids and get them out on the field. I really hope you guys can get back in that comp with strong numbers. I, I know talking to a few people from the junior competitions and people who have graduated the senior competitions coming up the plateau two, three times a year to the mist, to the cool weather. They love it. Like it's a, it's a different world to playing down there at Cost Rugby Park on Friday night. And the kids just, they still talk about it. You know, when they come into the 16s, the 14s later on, it's, yeah, I really hope we can get back to that. And I suppose the monkey in the room is. We don't actually know what comp you're playing in yet. Are you playing President Cup? Are you playing Second Grade? Are you playing uh, some hybrid competition? That, that is true. That is true. How, how does that go with the rumoured comp to start on April 13th? How is that as coaches of the club brief entering the competition? Oh, I think I think the sevens team sort of summed it up in our mentality. We'll, yeah. we'll you know, we'll play President's Cup. We'll play. Reserve grade, uh, you know, we're probably we're obviously not up to first grade standards with the, with the young team that we've got, but yeah. we'll get in and yeah, we just got to train, train for whichever you know competition that we run we're put in, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, reserve grade to be you know what we're definitely yeah. That's where we, we definitely want to aim for. Um, but you know, if we're putting the president's you know cup team, that's a comp, that's fine. Bit of the old, uh, we'll fight them on the beaches, we'll fight them on the plateau, we'll fight them wherever they want to meet. <laughs> yep. Well, it's so been good talking, chatting rugby, Dorigo, the town, the rugby club, you know, the expanses outside. Anyone you want to want to thank? Any parting words? Probably just mainly our committee. Yeah. Our committee, we've got a really good, yeah, you know, um, core committee that uh, you know rugby orientated. Um, just get the, you know, get in and get the work done and get things going again. And um, yeah, probably yeah. just the community and you know all our sponsors that have sort of come on board. And um, yeah, like the town's a buzz with you know the the talks of us coming back in. Um, we had our local made in Dorigo markets and we had a stall there yeah. and you know just the amount of people that come up and just wanted to buy merch off us and. Um, yeah, just a general talk around town. I think it'll be great for the town when we start 
hitting that field with juniors and seniors. Yeah, and just a little room I want to address. After that, is it true that the Dorigo community wants more male modelling from the male model of the Dorigo markets? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Well, on that note, I can't thank you enough. I really look forward to following you this season, chatting more. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having us.